You have to understand in your business how everything operates or else you really can't be a leader if you don't know how, if you're asking somebody to do something and you you don't really understand it yourself, that's going to be a challenge for you to authentically speak to that person. So I think that you really have to immerse yourself in the business and not be afraid of it and not just close your eyes and hope everything works itself (laughs) out. You really have to be, you got to be part of it and you got to roll up your sleeves. That's how success happens. From Entrepreneur Magazine, my name is Robert Tuckman. I self-funded, built up, and eventually sold two businesses to major players in the sports and entertainment industry. And I am fascinated by other entrepreneurial minds and what drives high-achieving people. So on this podcast, we're going to learn what they've learned and what it takes to really succeed. Jeannie Buss needs no introduction as she is a force in the world of sports business. As the owner and president of the Los Angeles Lakers, a 17-time championship winning basketball team in the National Basketball Association, she has witnessed success over and over. She has been influenced and seen successful people up close from her father to Magic to Kobe and so many others in between. She watched and she learned. In 2020, Jeannie became the first female controlling owner to lead an NBA team to a championship title. But what I love about Jeannie most is that she is never satisfied with a win because she has a mission, a mission to help female entrepreneurs, female executives, and most importantly, which was music to my ears, showing girls of all ages who are growing up today that they can accomplish anything they set their mind to in life. In 2020, Jeannie became co-owner of Women of Wrestling. WOW, the only all-female wrestling organization. WOW was developed in partnership with Glow creator David McLean and premiered in syndication just this past September. This was a powerful point in our interview. When I learned of Jeannie's involvement, knowing that Jeannie is someone who understands content today and how powerful it can be for those who are watching and listening, especially when it is young females who are bombarded with negative influences across social media. I love how Jeannie just wanted to showcase strong female athletes, role models for girls who have it so difficult in today's world. This episode of How Success Happens is being presented by State Farm. Being a small business owner can be so fulfilling, rewarding, and let's be honest, a little scary from time to time. Doing your own thing and being your own boss is great, but sometimes it can make you feel like you're all alone, especially when things aren't going great. Well, the folks at State Farm want you to know you're not alone. State Farm has thousands of agents who are small business owners too, so they know what it takes to protect everything you've worked so hard for. State Farm has an assortment of insurance policies for small businesses that can be tailored to your needs. So whether you're a hairstylist, an electrician, or a florist, State Farm agents are ready to help. Learn more and find an agent today at statefarm.com slash small business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I started our conversation, though, by asking Jeannie about her own growing up as a woman and specific influences 
that shape who she is today? You know, I'd really have to, you know, cite two people, you know, one, of course, be my dad. And he was always challenging us. He would, we would play a game called school. And then you got to say to him, I want a question in history or math or English. And he would just come up with a question. And then if you got the question right, you got a piece of candy. But, you know, he was always thinking, always challenging. And that just kept my mind curious. I always wanted to know how everything worked. And there was no shame in getting something wrong because then you actually got to learn something. And then the other person, of course, would be Billie Jean King. And the reason I cite her is that when I was 11 years old, she played Bobby Riggs in what was called the Battle of the Sexes. And my dad sat me down and turned on the TV and he said, I want you to watch this because this is going to change the world. And just seeing a woman taking on a man just kind of blew my mind. It it just was nothing I'd ever seen before and just led me to, to believe that anything was possible. You know, it's so interesting because I remember that. And of course, they made a movie about it and just seeing Billy recently at at the U S open out there. And, you know, it's incredible that that moment had such an impact on you after seeing that and watching that, what did it feel like to you? Did you feel like you could just go out and do anything? Yeah. I mean, I, I was one of those kids that collected comic books. So, uh, you know, not only Superman and Batman, but they had Supergirl and Wonder Woman. And I would tie a towel around my neck and pretend I was flying, you know, so it, it, it just, you know, my mind was open to all the possibilities instead of just, I can maybe be a nurse or, you know, a housewife, like it just, the possibilities were endless. And that was really an important time in my life. You know, talk about also your early career and starting out reading about you and knowing about you. You didn't take the elevator. You know, you really, when I look at your history, it was about going to work, whether at the forum or start, it wasn't your typical path. How did it turn out like that for you? It just I was always curious and it, like nothing, anything my, my dad asked me to do, I never took as an insult, like, oh, you know, Jeannie, you need to, you know, stuff envelopes. I, I never looked at that as like, oh, that's beneath me. Like, okay, there's gotta be like a reason you stuffed envelopes because when, once you do that, then you can do the next thing and the next thing. And, and so I just embraced every challenge, every opportunity. And I think he saw that. I think that was was important to my dad uh, with all his kids to kind of figure out who had the the predisposition to be in business and, um, you know, wasn't afraid of a challenge or, or putting in a hard day's work. You know, you obviously, you have siblings and and you were the one who really came in and have been able to take over the franchise and really make it it's incredible to say, but even more successful or just some of the things you're doing now. Did you know or did you feel at a certain time that you would be picked or you would be the one to kind of lead the charge? I knew I would always be involved in the family business. I wasn't I wasn't battling to be on top. 
I just loved working with my family. I loved whatever needed to be done is, is what I did. Like I, that's just what I like to do. If I see something that needs to be accomplished or a a chore finished like that, that gives me satisfaction. It doesn't matter what level it's at. Yeah. I want to talk about what you've done and, and where you've taken things, especially on the content side, because the world has changed so much as a look at it, you know, from the time we were reading comic books to what it's like today with content. And um, you've done a number of things, obviously, in terms of, you know, some of the things you've done with the Lakers And also what I was really excited to talk to you about, because I do have two teenage girls and daughters who still to this day, you know, there's, there's kind of this strong woman, like, do I want to be a strong woman? And I want my daughter to daughters to know that you got involved with wow. And I want you to talk about this because you've been involved for it seems a long time. This is not just recent, but give me the reason you got involved and then we'll catch up with where you are today with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, uh, wow. Women of wrestling is like a passion project for me. This is something that I've invested my own funds in not Lakers. This is me personally. I am a, a person who grew up after Title IX was passed. And I knew that people would look at me and say, what are you doing for women's sports? And I wanted to create opportunities because of Title IX. There are so many great female athletes now. And unless once you finish your college eligibility and, and, you know, most often women you know, who are athletes can get a scholarship and help pay for college. Now your eligibility's up. Where do you go to, you know, perform unless you're going into the WNBA or a tennis player? So a lot of the athletes we have in WOW are former uh, college athletes, you know, swimmers, boxers, you know, you name it. But you know, once you become an athlete, you have the discipline and the training and it translates pretty well to wrestling. And the reason why wrestling made sense to me is that WOW is the only all-female wrestling. Uh, There's other wrestling companies that that feature women, but they're usually on the undercard or they're the sideshow. And what I love about this and an important message for young women to see is that these are women fighting their own battles. They, you know, may be misguided in their belief system, you know, cause we have good versus evil. Right. But it's they're They're not afraid of their own conviction and to fight and stand, take a stand for something they believe in. They don't run to a man to save them. And so it's that kind of metaphor, that kind of example that I think is important. And that that it meant a lot to me when I was young to see Billie Jean King take on Bobby Riggs and not be afraid and not be like, wait, this isn't, you know, what society wants from me. It's about you get to decide who you're going to be and where you're going to take a stand to what's important to you and, and to believe that with passion. I love that because as I said, having two daughters and 
and also understanding, you know, growing up watching wrestling and, um, these are great athletes, right? And a lot of them, if you look at the rock or whoever it was, you know, our former football, like this really is giving, it sounds like opportunities to these women who are great athletes to do something. Because like you said, there's the WNBA and there's tennis and what else, right? right. So right. it sounds like that was really an important part of your right. involvement. But I, you know, I'm also a businesswoman. And so I wasn't going to invest in something that was not sustainable because all you're doing is breaking hearts. If it, if it isn't something that can last longer than me, then what's the point? You know, I really want this to grow and, and to give women opportunities. And, you know, yes, it's wrestling, but these are great athletes. They're great performers. And to be able to project yourself and, and get center stage and get the platform so that you can shine. And I, I do believe we'll find the next Dwayne The Rock Johnson or John Cena because women don't have a platform where their their talent and their performance abilities get to be showcased like this. Yeah, I want to talk more about WOW, but I do want to ask you because some of the things you've done with the Lakers and WOW, and it seems like you really understand where the world is today in terms of content and what's needed. It's not back in the 1980s or, you know, as we talked about comic books for for us growing up. But what is it that you realized or understand about all businesses moving forward and how important it is to create content? I think when you can connect with your fan base, with your customer in many different ways, that's important. And again, I, you know, I go back to my dad because he was the, you know, one of the first to start a regional sports network, which, you know, then every other team followed suit. But, you know, I remember having the conversation with him because the thought up until that time was you never showed your home games in your market because then people wouldn't buy tickets if they knew they could stay home and watch the game. And so I, you know, went to my dad panicked and said, are you sure you're doing the right thing? Because we're going to cut into our ticket sales. And he said, how many people do we get every night? And I said, 17,505. And he said, well, that means there's people out there that can't get a ticket and they don't want to miss the game. So we're, all we're doing is just expanding the arena so that everybody who wants to see the game can see the game. And it was that kind of thinking that, you know, has carried on. And we try to, to reach out to our customer in whatever medium that they're most comfortable with. So that includes social media, doing different kinds of uh, docu-series, scripted series. And uh, that comes from Dr. Bus way back when. It's amazing, you know, that story and thinking about it. And I remember those days where I'd be turning on, I live in New York City, so was a Knicks fan for a long time, still still am, but anyway, you know the deal. But you'd have to turn on Channel 9, right? And if it's not sold out or there's no, you, you couldn't find the game. And just what your dad said there and that learning experience, like you have 17,000 people coming, okay, they but open it to all these people. And you know what? Then they're going to want to come too. And it that's why it's just the opposite. It doesn't make sense. And it's so great that you've understood that and just the stuff 
you're doing now with the docu series and and you know getting back to wow I, I do want to ask you because of this endeavor and I know you've announced some great news and partners recently we'll talk about that but what were some of the biggest challenges you faced and had to overcome with this project or business with wow it, it was really just finding the right partner um, who would see the value. And so Haremount CBS came in and um, gave us finally the platform and, and they understood what we were trying to build. And I can't tell you in the five or six years that we were pitching this project, I literally had TV executives say, well, why do the girls want to be wrestlers? Are they drug addicts? <laughs> Are they prostitutes? I'm like, no, they're some of the greatest athletes I've ever seen. Like, what are you talking about? It's just like people didn't get it. And, it, you know, so finally we found a partner that gets us. And I believe as we, you know, ramp up and people now will be able to find us and be able to see our product, new shows every week, they're going to fall in love with it just the same way I did. And for people who collected comic books, who love Comic-Con, who love superheroes, that's what this is. It's all, you know, it's character driven. And then what's what you don't find in other wrestling is that we have all these backstories. So you really get to dive deep into the character. And, you know, as you were talking about content, it's like the more the person knows about a character, the more they're going to connect with that character. So true. I love that idea. And I was always, you know, when I watched wrestling, especially growing up, the backstories to me were of most interest. And, you know, and when you have that, as you know, for someone who's produced some incredible content, that's what really helps make it better storytelling. More from our guests, but first a word from our sponsors. Brought to you by Bear, an employee owned international financial services firm. National recognition as a best workplace for women helps Bear to attract and retain top female talent from across the financial industry, helping to ensure consistency and continuity for Baird's individual and institutional clients. More information is available at womenatbaird.com. And our next sponsor. As business leaders, our time is pulled in a lot of different directions. Maybe it's managing emails or organizing your calendar or even following up on projects. Saying no to those tasks could help you actually reclaim an average of 15 hours every week to say yes to the things you love. It's time to focus on your strengths and delegate your weaknesses. Belay has been helping busy leaders with their staffing solutions for over a decade. Belay intentionally pairs clients with virtual assistants, accounting, and more. Great leaders don't do anything alone. Find the support you need to delegate the details with Belay. Get the right help now with a virtual assistant from Belay. Text HSH to 55123 to get $300 off your startup fee for a virtual assistance when you schedule a call before August 31st. That's HSH to 55123 to save $300 and reclaim 15 hours every week. And we're back. It sounds like you have this great vision. When 
are you going to be launched? Cause I've read and heard you're going to be launching new shows this fall. Tell me, tell me the plans. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we've uh, cleared a hundred percent of the U S markets, which hasn't been done. Uh, my understanding for over 20 years that a new program cleared every market. So we will be on in New York on, you know, starting September 17th, 11 p.m. uh, Saturday night and 11 p.m. again, Sunday, like a rerun, which is great because that's really going to expose us to two different audiences. So it's on in syndication. So people will have to look for their, at their local listing. But for me, we are going to air on KCAL channel nine here in Los Angeles, which was the, the Laker station for many, many, many years. So I took that as a really positive sign and I couldn't be more excited. So we're just, we're getting close to our full scale launch and, and everybody will be able to find wow in the U S. Yeah, it's super exciting. You know, tell me about, are there any individual stories or any of the the women you have who are involved now, who are part of WOW, anything you can give us in terms of background, who they are? Yeah. I mean, you know, we, they're just, it's like the characters are so great and I'm, I'm like a super fan. Right. So we have, you know, a a girl who is her backgrounds in boxing, but she's, she's our wrestler candy crush. And she's just got this really, she's an amazing wrestler, but she's got such an emotional story and a connection with her grandmother and her inspiration. Then we have a, a wrestler known as the beast and she might be the strongest person that that I've seen, you know, like you don't want to like mess with the beast. She's <laughs> like, she's, she's so, she's beautiful and she's smart and she's strong. And she's like everything that, that, you know, I want to be when I grow up. So, you know, you just, everybody will have their, their favorite characters. And what I'm most proud of is the diversity that we have in our cast so that every young lady will be able to, to relate and find herself in one of our characters. You know, it's, it's so interesting because it's so different growing up when we did and and what was on television Two things. One is I love the fact you have a woman, the beast, who my daughter can be like, hey, I want to be like that instead of some Barbie doll or whatever it might be. I love that. That strength is beautiful. Right. And see that. And secondly, the fact about diversity and where everyone can really relate. And it's so amazing when we talk back about 30 years, it's it's not in the scope of everything that long ago, but it seems to me like you've really changed so much and, and a lot of content has lately, but that you're going to be able to deliver this for so many good reasons. Yeah. I mean, uh, like other wrestling, you know, their idea of diversity is the same girl, but like different hair color. Like they all look the same. You you can tell by the hair hair color that it's a different girl. So yeah, I I'm proud of that. And, um, I think it will, I think it will make a very, I think the audience will connect with the characters because they're, they're all interesting and they're all different. Yeah. Tell me, for all of our listeners, we have a lot of, of listeners who are 
entrepreneurs or they're sitting in corporate jobs. They want to be entrepreneurs. They want to go out, run their own businesses. There's, there's a lot of hesitation. People are very fearful. If you could give some advice, and it sounds like you must have a ton of your own now from your own experiences, from family, if you were to give some advice to would-be entrepreneurs, I know it's a pretty wide question, but is there anything specifically you might tell someone who's looking to get involved with a business or start a business? Yeah, I, I found that the greatest success I have is being involved in things that have a purpose that matches my value system. So I think that at the end of the day, you know, we're entrepreneurs, we want to make money. But if you can also find that satisfaction in doing something that you believe in, you're going to win on so many levels. Yeah. And, and, you know, what would you say in terms of, you know, the most important traits for a successful entrepreneur? I love the fact you talk about a purpose and a passion. And I agree, you know, that's what gets you up out of bed every day when you have those bad days. What is it also, though, in character traits or specifics that are really important as an entrepreneur? I think that for me, it's about no job is too small for you to do. Like you have to understand in your business, how everything operates or else you really can't be a leader. If you don't know how, if you're asking somebody to do something and you, you don't really understand it yourself, it, that's going to be a challenge for you to authentically speak to that person. So I think that you really have to immerse yourself in the business and not be afraid of it and not just close your eyes and hope everything works itself <laughs> out. You really have to be, you, you got to be part of it and you got to roll up your sleeves. You know, I want to ask you, how do we get more girls involved, young women to become involved as entrepreneurs? I try and play them my podcast whenever I have successful women on, which I have a lot. It's kind of hard. They're a little young and they probably don't want to listen to me, but how would you suggest we are able to really be able to focus on girls and women and have them take the chances and become entrepreneurs? I think, you know, the more they hear about, it, the more they understand. So you're doing the right thing by exposing them to all different hearing different stories and experiences. I just think that when you have them do something as simple as a lemonade stand and like understanding like what will, what's it going to cost you in terms of your time and your supplies and, and the ingredients to sell that lemonade and how you price that lemonade. And, and, you know, just like, I think it's fascinating, you know, if you haven't really gone through that process, it's illuminating. And then the curiosity will, will go from there and certainly doing things that they are passionate about and volunteering for, you know, whether it's like a dog rescue or, mm. you know, the, the things recycling, saving the planet, whatever they're interested in. And even if it's Barbies or fashion or making jewelry, it lean into what their passion is because there's always a way to place a business around pretty much any activity. Yeah, no, it's so true. Funny enough, we just interviewed uh, Kendra Scott the other day and oh, sure. hearing about her story of like going door to door and 
thinking I know so many people start jewelry business. It's really difficult, but it sounds like you learned this lesson too. The like, I'll do anything, persistence. You're able to pick yourself off the mat. I assume that's a big part of why you've been successful. Yeah. And when you say that, there you go, pick yourself up off the mat. That's a wrestling term. That's true. You know, you get taken down, you get right back up. Right. And, um, you know, Ken, you mentioned Kendra Scott, you know, we partnered with them for our Lakers Youth Foundation. And so we brought in their product and sold it to our top clients and the wives of the players. And they everybody bought stuff because it's really great stuff. And a percentage of the sales from that night went to our Youth Foundation. And that's what's so creative about Kendra Scott is like she knows how to like tap into things that other people are passionate about. Totally. And I love the fact you're connected and, and the philanthropic angle I know for her was always important. It sounds like, of course, for you, that has been a big part of the businesses that you've run. It really makes everything kind of brings it full circle because we try to touch everybody and people want to help, you know, bottom line, people don't know how to help and they want to be part of something positive. So there's like a whole opportunity there, you know, just lean in. Before I let you go, a couple more quick questions. One being with WOW, where do you see, what's your vision for a couple of years down the road with WOW? My dream is, you know, that this becomes a touring property and that we we take WOW across the country. And I think as we've had tryouts for our wrestlers, you know, we get a couple hundred girls. I want it to be a couple thousand. I want girls to think, you know, here's an opportunity for me to, you know, use all that training as an athlete and, you know, and show the world what I can do and, and get perform in front of an audience and just have a lot of fun. And before I let you go, I want to ask you about another business venture you have, because I interviewed some of your partners just recently from the Boston Celtics of all places. (laughs) And um, you have the partners, the owners of the Celtics, the owners of the Bucks, Michael Jordan, Mm -hmm. yourself. Tell me about this incredible tequila because I did some tasting and it is good. (laughs) Thank you. It's called Sincoro. And, you know, it was a bunch of us friends sitting around realizing our love that we have this love of tequila. And of course, you know, Michael Jordan being the competitive person that he is, is like, I think we could make the best tequila ever. And so we challenged ourselves and we came up with something really good and decided that we would share it with the world. And really, you know, when we talk about purpose and why I would get involved in this, it's like, here I am with the owner of the Celtics, the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, and, you know, the star of the nineties and the Chicago bulls that beat the Lakers every year and owner of the Charlotte team, Michael Jordan, is that who would the Lakers be without Boston Celtics? You know, that, that you need your rival to like make you up your game. But at the end of the day, you know, when the competition is over, then we sit down and we respect each other that we can share a table because without our opponent, 
we can't define ourselves and our own greatness. So it's about respecting your opponent, about appreciating what they bring uh, to the game and what it brings out in you. And so it's it's more than just a tequila. It's about sharing your truth, your camaraderie, your respect. And that's the message behind it. And that's why I'm passionate about Sincoro Tequila. That's such a great message. I love that. And I really, I mean, you must be so busy. What are your days like? Are you like one of those 24 seven, like crazy people? Like, uh, No, I wish I was. No, I, I mean, I, I stay busy. We have a lot of good people that work here at the Lakers. Amelia is, uh, Fazalari is our CEO at Sincoro and my partner, David McLean runs the day-to-day operations of, uh, the women of wrestling. So I am I'm, I'm in good hands. No, don't lose any sleep for me. And I I'm having a great time. Uh, this is, this is, uh, you know, watching all these things just take off is has been very very rewarding and satisfying yeah with uh meeting amelia and having her and wick on the podcast uh i could see she she's gonna make it happen yes <laughs> talk she about is. strong women uh yeah. she is gonna make it happen but Jeannie, i want to i want to first thank you for coming on and especially as a father of daughters and it just means so much and I'm living through it right now because it's middle school years, high school, and for them to have positive influences. And you think back to like your dad, I'll always remember that now sitting you down in front of that match. And I try and bring that message to them. And thank you so much for doing what you're doing and the help you're, you're giving where they can see these things, see people like you, see people like Amelia, and really understand that they too could do it. Yes. And please tell them, you know, that anything is possible and to embrace every opportunity because you're going to learn something about yourself, you know, whether it's something that you want to do, somebody or not, you know, somebody gave you this opportunity because they saw something in you that maybe you hadn't seen in yourself and learn from it. So that would be my advice to your daughters. I love it. Thank you so much, Jeannie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And that's our episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to How Success Happens wherever you get your podcasts. We come out with a new episode every Wednesday morning and you don't want to miss it. And if you like to share, please feel free to pass along the show to an entrepreneur friend who could use a boost And I could always use the subscribers. And do you have ideas for guests? I always love to hear about great entrepreneurs. If you know anyone, shoot me an email at hsh at entrepreneur.com or on Twitter at Robert Tuckman. That's R-O-B-E-R-T-T-U-C-H-M-A-N. Or even send me a message on LinkedIn. How Success Happens is a production of Entrepreneur Media. Be sure to visit entrepreneur.com for insight on building your business Or even better yet, subscribe to our magazine. No joke, I found my first job after reading about a company in Entrepreneur Magazine back in the 1990s. It's always been my absolute favorite magazine for entrepreneurs. Thanks for listening and spending some time with me today. Until next time, my name is Robert Tuckman, just a fellow entrepreneur and your host. See you soon.